0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church, Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Um, What I'm going to, what we're going to share this morning, um, maybe the best title to give it would be um, an introduction to the kingdom, or the kingdom, an introduction, whichever it 's the same thing I just can't decide which one, sounds, which one will look better on a CD so it's, 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 all, it's all about help making brighton's life more 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 easier so whichever one works for you brighton, that you can you can decide it's up to you so <clears throat> we're going to speak a bit about the, the kingdom of God this morning. Um, hopefully what i 'm going to do, my plan is to or yeah my plan is to try and inspire you, challenge you concerning the kingdom, and to challenge you to actually go and go and research, to go and look, to go and find out, to go and discover some more for yourself. So it's just an introduction because I think even well I guess with any biblical concept, but maybe the kingdom more so just because it's mentioned so much, it's talked about so much, especially obviously in the in the ministry of Jesus, it's not something that you can exhaust even in in a whole a whole year of preaching. You know, even in a possibly even in a lifetime. I mean, there's enough. The kingdom, yeah, okay, well, we'll, we'll get there. So the kingdom is, 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 is a lot. I mean, some other, some other biblical principles you can just, they might just mention maybe those words or those phrases just a couple of times, and you can get so much. I mean, there's generations worth of knowledge or information there. So imagine something like the, imagine something like the kingdom, which Jesus spoke about all the time. He just, you know, he, he kept trying to drive this point home. The kingdom is like this. The kingdom is like that. You know, trying to give people, open up their eyes round their viewpoints and give them a, a picture or a snapshot into this reality which he walked in every day, which he's understood from, you know, from time past, which he's experienced. And he, and he walks in. And that's obviously one of the reasons why he was able to do what he did is because he walked in the kingdom. He stood in the kingdom. He operated in the kingdom 100% of the time. He was always operating from a kingdom perspective I and mean, from a kingdom point of view amen okay and if, if it's cold you can still just i don't know just be saying amen or even a, just a, a smile or just a wink every now and again just so i know you're still alive because it's cold enough here to keep you know keep things on ice so um you can just be smiling every now and again it's fine i won't it doesn't matter okay so <clears throat> the kingdom the kingdom is a very vast concept it's an it, I don't even know how to describe it. It's an incredible concept, which, which is bigger than any of us even realize. Probably when we, when we get to heaven one day, only when we stand before the Lord in the presence of the Lord, will we fully understand this concept, which we see reflected in the Gospels, which we see reflected in the Scriptures. The kingdom is enormous. The kingdom is huge. Um, there's, a, there's a Scripture, I can't... Uh, it's in the beginning of the book of Matthew. But the kingdom, is, the kingdom includes earth. It includes heaven. It, in, it, is, it is incredibly big. Maybe that's, not, maybe that's even an understatement. The kingdom is vast. There is so much inside the kingdom. It's so dynamic. And obviously, as we know, the kingdom is also something which is advancing. advances through violence. Violent men take it by force, according to the book of John. Amen? And that's how we have to... Like any kingdom, there's a military aspect to it. So it has to be advanced. Forcefully, Because the thing is, um, I was speaking to Pastor Eric yesterday, and we were just saying that, you know, the kingdom has to advance forcefully. Because when the kingdom advances, you know, any kingdom with a king, if it advances, if you're taking more ground, you know, that ground belonged to someone else before. Isn't it like it wasn't? So that's why, you know, they're not, generally if kingdoms are, you know, there's a, there's a sort of a boundary around it. And this is your space. This is my space. And people generally don't want to share, you know, when it comes to kingdoms. That's kind of their space. And my, you know, Great Wall of China is around it. And I'm not really going to share it with you. So if you start trying to encroach and take what belongs to what I think is mine, you know, there's going to be maybe some conflict. I'm not just going to hand it over to you because I've had it for however long I've had it and now I'm going to just hand it over to you because you've decided you want to expand your kingdom. Well, you know, it doesn't work like that in the natural, so probably it doesn't work like that in the spiritual either. Amen? So the kingdom is a very vast concept. What I want to encourage you to do is go start studying it. Go start looking into it. You can even just take something as simple as a concordance, look up the word kingdom, find different scriptures, and start looking into those. See what God starts to say. I believe as our our understanding and our viewpoint of kingdom is more and more rounded. I believe even our operation here on earth, our interaction with God, our effectiveness, even the results we see in whatever sphere God has called us to will be on a higher level. Amen. So, um, if we start off the book of Matthew, chapter, chapter 3, chapter 3 verse (coughs) 2. excuse me, this is what it says, or well, this is what John the Baptist says, um, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, no, it's fine, we can, we can stay there, so obviously this, this tells us that repent means to change your mind and change your direction, so sometimes, you know, we, we're going to, is this the Amplified? Think There we go. Think differently. Change your mind, regretting your sins and, ch- and changing your conduct. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What I wanted to highlight, apart from the repent aspect and the fact that if we're really going to enter the kingdom in its full expression, our mindset is going to have to change. It's not saying we're in a bad place now, but we're going to have to grow. That's all I'm saying. Because Jesus had a perfect understanding of the kingdom. That's why he operated like he did. And I know if I speak for myself, I know my understanding of kingdom, even of God, is not even close to perfect. There's still more room for growth. And as you grow, so you can access more and more concerning the kingdom. But what I wanted to highlight specifically was the fact that the scripture says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven. Where are we? It's Matthew. So it must be saying kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Um, um, there's only a handful of times which Matthew uses the kingdom of God, which all of you will know because you're all at the conference Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Yes. Three of you look like you were. So repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Um, I believe that the time we're in, maybe if I can say now, this is an important thing for us to, f- to, to focus on. I believe this is what God is, God is zooming in on at the moment, kingdom. And when it says the kingdom of heaven is at hand, obviously in the days of John the Baptist, even in the days of Jesus, it was like, it's right there. It's almost like uh, Pastor Eric, I remember, used this analogy. You know, where's your hand? You know, it's kind of, it's, it's sort of right here. What are, you, what are you touching? So that's how close the kingdom was that time. But from this scripture, I believe that God is saying to us that, look, now is the, now is the time to focus, take, take a bit of a focus on the kingdom. Draw what you can out of the kingdom. Allow God to open your mind, open your understanding, challenge you concerning the kingdom. Grow and develop in this area so that you can access more of what he has for you. Amen. So the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, now is a a time which, now is a good time for the kingdom to focus and to zoom in on it. Amen. Okay. So, next scripture is Matthew chapter 4, verse 8. This is what it says. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, I think my throat is is doing funny things this morning. So if you'll just bear with me, we we will get through together. Amen. Okay. Um. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. Now, the interesting thing about this is obviously we know where this comes in Scripture in the temptation in the wilderness. And this is obviously the the enemy was trying to tempt Jesus. If you bow down and worship me, you know, then all of this in this vision I'll give you. But if we look at the end, it's quite interesting. So again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. So he showed him everything, all the way to the end of time, everything that was going to come, every kingdom that was going to rise, everything that was going to still come. And he said, "Look, I'll give it all to you because I think it's <clears throat> either in Matthew and Luke it says because it's been delivered unto me. But what I want us to what I want us to highlight, what I want to highlight here is it's been Pastor Eric has mentioned before about also, what the scripture refers to is every um, human advancement to the end of time. That's what he also showed him. So, every kingdom, you know, everything that was going to rise, what was talking to come, but every human advancement, every breakthrough, everything that was going to transform or impact humanity. That's what he showed him here. Now, what I want to, I guess, announce to you this morning is that the author. Jesus okay. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith, but who is the author of everything? Who is, the, who is the person who created, designed, came up, who holds everything, even in his hands? Who's the Alpha and the Omega? That's God. Every design, every concept, every idea, every new um, direction that business is going to take, every new direction that the media is going to take, or agriculture is going to take, or whatever it is, God knows it. He's known it. He's seen. In fact, he knew it before even he created the earth. He knows when it's going to happen. He knows what's going to happen. He knows what's going to need to come when. At what time does what need to be added into this specific industry? What is the breakthrough that's going to completely transform this industry? Like, when the, com- like the computers we have today. He knew when Bill Gates was going to do what he did. He knew when um, Steve Jobs you know, was going to do what he did. He knew when all those different things were going to come. He knew when the internet was going to start and was going to take off. He knew all of that. What I'm trying to say is every human advancement, even though the enemy is speaking about it there, it is all placed, found, created from in God. Everything is inside in in God. Therefore, when it says here about every every advancement that's still going to come, inside the kingdom is everything we need. Inside the kingdom is every one of the Every advancement which is still going to come and be released on this earth, you can find in the kingdom. So in other words, the more you prioritize the kingdom, the more you focus on the kingdom, the more you make it a priority, and the more that you understand it, the more that your mind opens concerning the kingdom, the more you can access exactly what it is you need in the industry God has called you to and where He has placed you, or whatever it is that your calling is. Amen? All those advancements whatever the state of 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 that scripture or the earth around us first and foremost they come from god they belong to god they were designed and created by god from his heart and god is the king the ruler and the lord of the kingdom he's the center of the kingdom the more that we focus and push into the kingdom the more that we can prioritize the kingdom the more we'll have access to such things Every advancement still going to come up is placed, is positioned in the kingdom. If we can push f- far enough, if we can go deep enough, we can access them. There's nothing stopping us. yeah, from going down as, in history as men and women. There may not hear of, of God who changed this world. Everything that we need or that society needs is sitting inside the kingdom. Everything. It is there, positioned there. We just need to take hold of it. Amen? Okay. So... If we, look at, if we look at Matthew four seventeen, we say now, now Jesus has obviously taken over the ministry of John the Baptist or from he's now, and he's starting to preach exactly the same thing. The, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Um, the kingdom is something obviously, as I say, very important and very central in, in Jesus' life and ministry. But just, we won't go there today. Matthew 4, 23, that's where I, I want to go to. So let's have a look at this. This is something which I think links up with where we are <coughs> The church at the moment and even what we've been focusing on this is what it says and jesus went about all galilee teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases among the people healing from sicknesses and disease any kind of healing well let's let's focus on sickness and disease where do you find that okay i'll give you the answer the answer is in the kingdom so maybe just a quick clue, that's kind of, so the focus of this morning, any question I ask, if I ask any more questions, you can just, just like when we're in, when we're, when we're in Bibles, when we're in Bible college, we used to joke and say the answer to everything is Jesus. You know, no matter what they ask, no matter what they say, I, you know, if you're not sure, the answer is just Jesus. So what I'm saying this morning is, I don't know if I ask any more questions, but if I do, if there's any more question I ask, then you, I've given you the answer, the answer is that so you should just know the answer is the kingdom. So even if you're too cold to to talk, you can use your inside voice. But just so you know the answer is the kingdom. Amen. Okay. So inside the kingdom we find we find healing. Inside the kingdom, we find healing from sickness and disease. It's positioned, it's found inside the kingdom. The more we push into the kingdom, the more understanding opens, the more we prioritize the kingdom, the more we're gonna flow in this. It's one of the benefits, it's one of the realities. It's in the kingdom, it's part of the kingdom. Like, it's, 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 it's there. If the kingdom were, you know, a big circle or a realm, it's inside that. It's sitting there, and it's available. We've heard that it belongs to us, and we've heard that it's available to us. Mark chapter 16 highlights that very, very well. It's there, and this is something else. That's what I'm saying. We need to, I think maybe with time, our minds will start, all of our minds will start to open as to what this kingdom reality really is. There's so much that has to do with the kingdom. It's such an enormous and a vast concept. It encompasses so much. And it's exciting because if you can prioritize the kingdom, if you can get the king, if you can, I think Pastor Eric made a, In fact, it's probably not just one comment. I think it's probably been said many, many times. If you can, inside the kingdom is everything else you need. Amen? Everything is inside there. Healing is inside there. Finance is inside there. Economic breakthrough is inside there. Victory over the enemy is in there. Um, yeah. Um, Human advancements so that everything you need sits inside the kingdom. So the more you can become comfortable with the kingdom, the more you can become plugged into the kingdom, there's no way you can't walk on this earth and cause tremors wherever you go or cause tremors going down into history. It's not possible. The kingdom is too powerful. This concept is bigger than me, you, anyone else that ever walked. It, is, it encompasses everything. The more you can plug into that, you'll be shaking the earth. It's the truth. The kingdom is big enough. What's inside there, there's enough to be able to tap into, to connect with, to, to take hold of. You'll literally shake this earth. The kingdom is that because the kingdom, the concept of the kingdom is bigger than the earth itself. So then how, think about it. You start tapping into some serious kingdom realities. What is this earth going to look like? It's going to shake. It's the truth. And you can do that. Amen. The kingdom is a vital, vital, it's a powerful concept. So Jesus made it central in his life. So healing is inside the kingdom. The power we're looking for, the power we want to experience, the power that we we, we trust in God to flow through us, all of that is found in the kingdom. As we push in, we will step into it more and more. Amen. Okay, maybe let me just... Let's go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. So a very well-known... You know, it's, it's a well-known scripture, is so it's an understatement. I think we all know the scripture, whether you are born again or not. You still know the scripture, um, or this passage of scripture anyway. So, <clears throat> Matthew chapter 5 from verse 1, let me read. It says, And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, and then obviously we have what we call here is the the... Well anyway, the heading in my Bible calls the the Beatitudes. The attitudes that we should be. Amen. Characteristics of the kingdom or or yeah, characteristics of the character traits of someone who's walking in the kingdom. That's what that's what all of these are. And these are important. But the first one is very important. So maybe I'll just mention I'm just gonna mention two here and then I think I'll I think I'll close. So I just mentioned two points from here. So what I wanna call these are two two keys of the kingdom. Two keys keys of the kingdom so this is the the first key is from verse three and it's it's quite obvious something we all know blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven and it's interesting, because if you look at this passage of Scripture, obviously it starts off with the first one, and it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It lists a whole lot, well, a couple more after that, and then it closes that portion of Scripture again with something we'll get to, but also, and theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So I don't only think that it's um, it's also from a, from a poetic point of view. You know, it's also designed in a certain way. It's kind of like, it's almost like, not quite a sandwich but it's, a sort of, it's open closed everything within this, in the same way. So talking about kingdom and then all of this also has to do with kingdom and then we're closing off just to show that this all has to do with kingdom. So, but it, what I'm saying is it's not just that. I believe also that what's been positioned at the, top, at the beginning and what's been positioned at the end is still important to note or maybe is, there's a reason why it's been linked, been put at the beginning and not in the middle. Is a reason why yes, all of them are apl- applied to the kingdom of God, absolutely. But I think there's a reason why this one got put first, and this one got put last, and they were linked specifically with that phrase which said, "For theirs is the kingdom of heaven." So maybe we'll look at that quickly. Blessed, <coughs> excuse me. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What do we say about this scripture? I mean, I don't even know. So, well, I mean, I do, I do know, but, um, <clears throat> but I, what, are we, what do we say about, I mean, this is something we've, we, we talk about so much, we can probably all quote it, we grew up with it, we know it, you know, it's in the back of our minds, but I believe it's still a, um, how often do we walk it out? How often do we apply it? How often do we live it out? It's that serious. It really is. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are humble. Maybe the best way to put it, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And every single person here, I believe, has a, a strong degree of humility. It's an area which applies to them, which they've thought about, which they try to apply to their lives. All, all of us. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. So it takes a, you know, a degree of humility to walk with God, to pray, probably even to come at, you know, whatever, half past five in the morning. But... I believe we've got to go deeper in this. This has to be a solid foundation in our lives. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who are humble, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is a very, very, very important key to walking in the things of God and to accessing the things of the kingdom. As you'll start to see, um, as, you, as you look at the kingdom, not everything... In fact, probably few things of the kingdom can be accessed just by your effort and by your knowledge and by your understanding. It's going to take God. God's got to reveal things to you. God's got to, by His mercy, actually open up some things to you and say, you know what? I'm allowing you into this area now. Uh, Not because of who you are, but because of who I am or because of what I've called you to do. I'm just, out of my goodness and my grace, I'm going to open up this area and I'm going to allow you in. That's not possible without humility. It is impossible for two reasons. Number one, God does not respond. God is obviously turned away from pride. So if there's no humility, that humility attracts God. Number one. But number two, if God is going to give you some deep kingdom realities, if humility is not there in the true sense of how it should be, well, is it? Is it one Peter which says, you know, do not um, be hasty in, um, don't. Is it talking about deacons or elders? I, can't, I think it's deacons. And it says, don't put them in a position of authority hastily. Because what they'll do is they'll become puffed up with pride and get into the same condemnation as the devil. So this thing is serious. This needs to be... So let me focus on this first thing. This needs to be a... I want to send this point home today. This morning. This, this needs to be a solid reality in each one of our lives. It's something we have to each for ourselves. Go and look and say, God... <laughs> Are we, how are we flowing in this area? How am I doing in this area? Am I flying or am I still taking off? Am I flying or is my plane still in the hangar? I'm not sure. You know, how am I doing in this area? Because as we, I really believe it's a key. As we plug into this, as we, as we connect this, as we prioritize this, so God's going to release more into our lives. It is such, I can't, it's almost like an, a gateway or an access point to the kingdom humility it really is and let me let me say this quickly because now I think I've, I've yeah anyway so um, James chapter 1 verse 7 what is it now I'll tell you which verse it is now James chapter it's not chapter 1 James chapter 4 um, well known scripture from verse Five says, or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. When you come before God humbly and say, God, I want you to help me in this area. I want you to help me grow and develop in this area. I want to go deeper and the air of humility, I want that to be strongly established in my life. When we do that, what happens? Then he releases more grace, so we can see things or we made aware of things so we can make adjustments and then we grow in that area. That's what happens. He releases more grace. When we come to Him humbly and say, God, I want your help in this area, then He'll release more grace. So, um, and we need this. It, does that make sense? So, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's that important to come to God and actually ask Him for His assistance in this area. Because, unfortunately, pride is something that maybe generally, or every single time, creates blind spots. So just by you self-analyzing, having a look at yourself, something I was doing the other day, then um, I, was, oh, I, was, um, I was enlightened as to you know, how, how helpful that may or may not be. So having a look at yourself and thinking, how am I doing in the area of pride is not even that accurate. Because if it's a blind spot, you can't see it. You know, you might think you're okay, you know, with regards to the air of your parents and maybe your finances and this and this. So you look at those, you kind of, your mind sort of casts over those and they look okay. But the areas where you need some, where we need some work, it's not going to be obvious. You're not going to realize because when you're walking in pride, it's normally the person who's walking in pride is the last person to know. Make sense? So therefore that area that you're walking in pride in, you'll be the last person to know about that area. So we need to go to God and say, God, help us. Help us, help us, help us to grow in this area so that you can give us more. But the main point I want to make on, on on this scripture, Matthew chapter five verse three, is that it is an access point. Humility is a is a way, is a is a not only a key, but it's like a doorway, an access doorway, not only to the to the kingdom, but to the things of God in general. To the deep things of God. Really, if you want deep things of God, this is something which we've got to almost press as much as we can to make sure it's fully established in our lives. Amen. Okay. So let's look at this this scripture very quickly. <clears throat> first key to the kingdom or first key of the kingdom that I wanted to mention was humility. Second key of the kingdom which I wanted to mention is found in or second key of the kingdom which I want to mention is persecution. So this is what it this is what it says. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I was just saying maybe the, maybe now the auditorium or the, the, the room went a bit quiet. it's kind of like my my um what do you call it my tribe yesterday when i posted when I posted on the on the group I think there was but maybe they were all busy it was during the middle of the day, so I just that's, everyone went quiet so I guess it's not but let me show you and let me let me i guess show you what i'm saying, and then maybe you'll see it from my point of view so I believe that second key of the kingdom is persecution. Um, Maybe this, maybe not a sermon which is preached very often. That's a that's a key and that's something beneficial but let's just have a look at the scripture and maybe we can see. So blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 11. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Okay, let's go back to verse 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is, what, this is, my, this is how I interpret the scripture blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of heaven is what it, it it's an, an inheritance of theirs it in fact if you say something is theirs it belongs to them those poor then it it, it belongs to them they hold it they carry it. it it's their it's their possession does that make sense if you say something is mine then, you know, it's not Kutzai's because it's it's mine, you know, and if it's, and now this is what I believe the scripture is saying, so if you say something is theirs, you're talking about a group, theirs is plural, obviously, you're talking about, it, it means it belongs to them, so what this is, part of what this is saying, there are many things the scripture is saying, one of the things is, it's saying, whatever went before this, whatever went before this, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these, maybe that's a better way to put it, Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So in other words, one key way or one easy way, um, one helpful way to access the things of the kingdom and access the kingdom is through persecution. So let me put it to you like this. What I believe is that there will be certain things with regards to the kingdom that yourself and myself will never experience unless we go through persecution. It's not possible, because it say, if it says if they, theirs is the kingdom of heaven, if it's aligning it with this group, it means there are things here which will be given to this group. Which means that if you're not part of this group, you're not able to access it. Makes sense. So, but also I want you just and I, what I said on my what I said on my on my tribe group yesterday. I was just thinking about it, and I was just thinking, you know, um. I don't know if you've ever thought about the scripture like this, but I was thinking about those who are in China, for example. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. You know, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I was thinking, God, that's, you know, when I always thought about righteousness' sake, I always thought about myself, you know, because you're living right and whatever, then you go through some challenges. But, you know, they think about the people that are being properly persecuted, you know, for, for their righteous stand. And the thing is, when we stand together in heaven one day, <laughs> um, what, I said on my, what I said on my tribe group, I was saying, guys, look, you know what? The reality is that their reward, our reward is going to be nothing compared to theirs. That's the truth. Our reward is going to be nothing compared to theirs because of what they went through. Look, there's a way which obviously we can, we can get closer to where they are if we take all the opportunities and all the freedom we have and use it to the maximum. That's a different story. But I'm just saying, if you take us where we are and them where they are, we're going to stand before God and the response is going to be very different. Because think about what they go through every single day. And, the, and it says there's a blessing for that. It says there's an inheritance for that. Something that is accrued to you. There's something you have access to. So basically, this is the, maybe the second to last point I want to make on the scripture. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. There's a blessing, actually, there's a blessing there. When you're persecuted, there's a blessing which is accrued to you. There's something which is added to you. So I guess maybe in, in closing and on this point, the, the, the little things, and I, I guess if we compare it to what some others are going on, are experiencing out there, the little things we go through on a daily basis in the work environment. People treat you badly. People, maybe they don't, I don't know, they, even you're trying to reach out and you know, people are closed, people are negative, people put you down, they treat you badly because of your standpoint, because of you, you're saved and because of what you do. All I'm saying is number one, it's not even close to what other people are experiencing. And number two, and here, that's what I want to maybe excite you about, if I can do that. I don't know if I can excite you about it, but it is, is that every time you go through that, something is taking place. Every time you experience that, there are at least two things. Number one, there's a blessing which God is adding. He's releasing into your life. He's a blessing. There's a blessing. And number two, what it's doing is opening up. It's helping you. It's actually, yeah, it's helping you. It's opening up new doors of access into the kingdom. New things you can access and new things you can step into. So I even... <clears throat> And maybe this is, this is something to consider and maybe with time. I'm not sure. But I was even thinking yesterday, you know, I guess to apply that principle, it's even possible that sometimes, and I definitely I will be um, maybe, maybe corrected if I'm, if I'm wrong on this, but um, I guess it's even possible that if God wants to promote you or He wants to do something, sometimes He might even send persecution your way. Amen. There might be some, if he, wants, if, he wants, if he wants a certain blessing, he wants to release a certain breakthrough which comes through a certain channel, or there's certain access he wants to give you to a certain part of the kingdom. There might even be some persecution he sends your way. Because there's a blessing when you stand, when you refuse to be moved, when you love God and when you respond appropriately in that. There's a blessing for that. So even when persecution's coming your way, what I'm trying to say it's not that bad. There are, you still benefit, you still the winner, you still come out on top, you know, even if the devil, not only because we're victorious, not only because we are conquerors, not only because of that, but because God has actually said, I know this world is, is programmed against you, so therefore, if you take a stand as you are supposed to, I'm going to release something to you, I'm going to add something to you, I'm going to do, because I know that it's rough, and I know that it's tough, but because you're, because you're still standing, there's something I'm going to add, and that is the kingdom, and that is what we stand in. That's the kingdom we stand in. And I, and yeah, it's a it's a wonderful kingdom. It's a vast place. It's an incredible reality. So those are just two keys which I wanted to which I wanted to just share. Obviously humility and then and then persecution. So <clears throat> as we go forward in our in our study of the kingdom, in um our time concerning the kingdom, in our understanding of the kingdom, may God continue to grant us understanding. Amen. Amen. May God continue to grant us understanding, open our minds concerning this concept. Open our eyes concerning this concept. I believe as he does this, we will be launched. It's the truth. I really believe we will be launched. We are going to do exploits. One of the keys to exploits is as the kingdom enlarges in in your life and as your mind enlarges concerning the kingdom, that's one of the keys to exploits. We are going to be launched and we are going to do tremendous things here on this earth. Amen. Just pray quickly. Father, we bless you. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time. Father, we pray that you would expand our minds concerning the kingdom, expand our eyes concerning the kingdom, expand our understanding concerning the kingdom, enlighten our eyes concerning the kingdom in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for understanding, enlightenment, grace in this area, more grace in this area. Let the kingdom become more real to us. May the kingdom become more of a reality to us. Let the kingdom open up to us in the name of Jesus. Let the kingdom explode in our lives. Let the kingdom break out in our lives, our communities, and our families. Father, May our eyes be opened in the name of Jesus. May the kingdom become more of a reality. May we push further into the kingdom, push deeper into the kingdom, access more concerning the kingdom. Father, we bless you. We have a hunger and a thirst for the kingdom. We pray for more of the kingdom, Lord God. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I think we will um, um, take up the offering. No, I just... Well, in case you wanted to add, but this ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.